episode number 64. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor-Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So I received a lot of responses from last week's episode on considered decluttering, which I wasn't expecting, to be honest. I wasn't sure that episode was really going to speak to anybody, but actually, it spoke to a lot of you. I received many emails, and there were responses to the post in the Getting Unstuck Facebook group, and I even received a couple of WhatsApp messages from some friends. Wow, well, that's great. And I do hope the episode inspired you to get unstuck from the clutter that you may have in your life. I know from experience how good it feels to get unstuck from clutter. So before we jump into today's story, I want to let you know of something really exciting. I have been thinking about creating a training program for professionals to use the stuck method in their practices for some time now. Many people actually have been asking me about it, and I've been thinking about it, and the time has come that I am now going to offer it to the world. It's really exciting. In September, I'm going to be offering what is called the beta program, which basically means it'll be the first time I'm offering it, and so I'm going to offer it at a discount, and I'm only going to choose 10 people to go through the program with me. I'm going to share more about this in a live information call. So if you are interested in this program, definitely email me. Just send me an email, let me know, and I will let you know when this call will be. If you happen to be listening to this episode way after the date that it actually came out, you can head over to my website to get information and learn when the next training will be. Okay, so here's the story. So a couple of weeks ago, one of my very good friends was turning 40, and I was helping to organize a very special event for her. It wasn't going to be at a restaurant or a fancy venue, but actually it was going to be a very low-key and meaningful ceremony that about five of her friends were going to kind of co-create. Anyway, I won't go into what that ceremony was because it's not the main point of the story. The point is, is that the celebration landed on an evening that I usually take my son to his climbing wall class, which is at 6.30. Well, that's the time that we leave, 6.30. And usually I don't schedule things at that hour on that day because of his class, but we were limited with days because my friend was leaving to travel and Anyway, it had to be on that Wednesday night. Fine. So I told my husband a week earlier, well, I didn't tell him, I actually asked him if he would be able to take our son instead of me that night. And I explained why. And he said, sure. Okay, so fine. So that day, that morning, actually, my husband told me that he was going to see a doctor at five o'clock. He was just like telling me his schedule for the day. And I reminded him about taking our son to his class at 6.30. And he was like, oh, shoot, I forgot. Uh, okay, fine. Well, I should be back in time. Okay, so I left it at that. 
So the kids went and came back from school and they did whatever they were doing in the afternoon and I was working in my office and at 6.30, I noticed that my husband wasn't home. So I told my son to call him and ask what's going on. So my son makes the phone call and I hear like, you know, this one end of the conversation. He's like, what? But you were supposed to be here. What? Hold on. Ema. He said he's not going to be home till seven o'clock. <laughs> and I got really stuck. Like immediately I got stuck because we had a plan. And I even reminded him that morning. So he had no excuses of like forgetting. And, you know, if he's going to be late, which is fine, just call me, at least tell me I'll make other arrangements. But like, not even to call, you're going to be a half hour late, my kid has a class to get to. So I get on the phone. I'm like, what's going on? And my husband says, I don't know when I'm going to be back. And I was like, what do you mean? You just said, I just heard you said you're going to be back at seven o'clock. Isn't that what you just said? And he said, I said, maybe I'll be back at seven. I don't know, maybe earlier. I'm just waiting for the results. And I said, well, couldn't you have called? Like, it would have been nice if you had just called. And he responded, can't you have some compassion? I'm at the doctor's office. And I responded, can't you have some respect? We were depending on you. And then I said, just forget it. I'll run him over. I'll run him back. Because usually I take my son to his class and I stay there for the whole time, which is two hours. But instead, I said to my husband that I'll drive him and that he will go pick him up at the end. But I felt stuck. Even though the problem was technically resolved, I was not happy with how my husband behaved. But you see, when we get stuck, it's our problem. It's not the other person's problem. And it's our responsibility to get ourselves unstuck. The fact that I was upset really wasn't my husband's problem, although he was certainly being affected by my response to him, right? If I was upset, the only person to be able to get out of that situation was me, not him. So on the way to driving my son, I took a stop. I took some deep breaths. I tried to get as present as I could to just driving, just being in the car, just holding onto the steering wheel, rather than to listening to the story in my head. And then T, I told myself I was stuck on disappointment. I was stuck on frustration. I was stuck on anger, probably. And I allowed myself to just drive and sit with those feelings. Probably not the best feelings to have when you're driving, but that's what happened. And then you, I uncovered what was beneath those feelings. What was creating those feelings? And this is what I came up with. I believe my husband is not responsible. I believe my husband doesn't care about us. I believe my husband expects me to pick up all the slack around the house for everyone all the time. I believe my husband acts like the fifth child that I don't have. I believe my husband is rude. And pretty much, I looked at all of those beliefs after they came to mind. And I asked myself, Shira, is that really true? I mean, I was upset, right? It was, it's so easy. It's so easy to be like, yes, it's true. Yes, it's true. But is it 100% true all of the time? And the answer was no, none of them were 100% true. 
So I went on to the next step, C. I considered. Well, I considered that my husband wanted to call us, but he couldn't because he was in a doctor's office and it maybe he just, it was inappropriate place. He couldn't do it, maybe. Maybe he couldn't use his cell phone. I don't know. I considered that he texted me, but my phone was off. I considered that, actually. It wasn't true (laughs) because I checked, but I considered it. I considered that my husband thought he really would be back in time, but you know, he just lost track of time. I considered my husband just wasn't thinking, wasn't the first thing on his mind. I considered that had my husband put this in his phone and had he got a reminder, he would have called me. I considered he thought it wouldn't be such a big deal if my son was late to his class. I considered my husband's doctor's appointment was way more important than my son's class. I considered my husband's not perfect. So I took on many of those considerations, but mostly I just took on, I just considered he just wasn't thinking. I mean, he wasn't because he is responsible and he certainly had no bad intentions. Of course, I was stressed with organizing this party and taking my son was not what I wanted to do, but The truth of the matter is, it was fine, and I did it, and I could have been way more compassionate to his situation. It's not to say that he could have been more aware. I totally think that that's true. But if I'm taking responsibility for how I feel or how I want to feel, considering that he wasn't thinking really helped me get unstuck and be able to move on and not hold a grudge. So by the time I got to the climbing wall, I I told myself it was okay that I got stuck on this because it was. And I drove home and back in time for the party. And I was really able to be there and be present for my friend and enjoy the evening. Thank God for this method, you know, truly, it saves me every time. So can you take a moment and think about a situation where you got stuck and you can consider that the other person just wasn't thinking. Like whatever happened, it it wasn't intentional. They weren't out to hurt you. They weren't trying to be rude. They weren't being disrespectful. They They just weren't thinking. Can you think of a situation in your life where you can apply that consideration? Okay, so... Just a reminder, if you are a coach or a therapist or a healer, or if you work in any other professional manner, and you would be interested to take this training so that you can officially be certified in it, and so that you can leverage yourself in your business, and so that you can be part of a growing community of professionals around the world that are going to be using the stuck method, definitely email me so that you will know about the informational call that I'm going to be having soon this month, and so that you can take advantage of this opportunity. Okay, my dear friends, that is all for today. As always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. 
For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.thestuckmethod.com. Thank you.